going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Clemens. Here with me, as as always, is my co-host and best friend, uh, Michael Plant. What's going on, man? Nothing much, best friend. How are you doing? <laughs> doing all right. Uh, we're missing, missing Ike tonight, but uh, the show must go on. You have a good week, man? Yeah, it was. Uh, it went by pretty fast. First, uh, f- well, second week of uh, working from home, so I can't complain. That's nice. And How about you, your job? Yeah, it was all right. I had a light week this week. You've been busy with uh, some podcasts and stuff. I saw you filling in on um, Joe's podcast, the Fantasy Six Pack Hour, last night with AJ. How'd that go? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, you, you wouldn't have uh, known it because I'm good at concealing it, but I was a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine filling in some big shoes um but yeah uh before we get started if you guys could subscribe to the youtube channel the fantasy six-pack youtube channel uh follow us on twitter facebook and wherever you get your podcasts it'd be uh, much appreciated uh laplant want to talk about this sweet giveaway we're still doing so we still got this giveaway going. It's for this beautiful flat white Jerry Judy signed mini helmet. You can't really see it too well with this lighting right here, but it's flat white orange signature that just there. There it is. That just pops off of it. It's just absolutely sick. It is absolutely sick. I mean, I wish I could win it myself. <laughs> um, but we might as well just jump into our game recap. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's uh, jump into this. It, surprisingly, it was the worst Thursday night game so far, in my opinion, this uh, Los Angeles Rams against the Seahawks. Uh, Rams won out 26-17. Um, why don't you get a, get us started off with those quarterbacks? Yeah, it was kind of a, a weird game for the quarterbacks. Both ended up with finger injuries. Uh, Russell Wilson's was worse than Stafford's. He actually had to leave the game. He was 11 of 16 for 152, one touchdown and one pick before he had to leave. But earlier today, man, we heard that Russell might miss up six to eight weeks after having surgery today on that finger. Uh, to me, Seattle's season's pretty much done because their team was kind of built around Russell being the man. No, oh, he had to. He even had to pull some magic out of his ass to even win some games. Uh totally, man. And without him, and in this brutal division, I just don't see them them being very good without him. I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to put a hampering on DK's value and Lockett's value. Um, I think it's definitely more Lockett's value, just because of Russell throwing the best deep ball in the NFL and that's kind of Lockett's game. You know what I mean? So that might, that might hurt Lockett quite a bit. DK, when Gino came in, DK still caught, caught the touchdown and all that. And he was still okay. But like you said, we got to temper expectations. Definitely a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm really upset for Chris Carson. Most, uh, this offense was based around him getting a lot of touchdowns because, you know, this was going to be a high-flying offense with Russ Mann leading the charge. Now he's probably going to take the biggest hit. And I know he's been injured, but long-term, yeah. I think he's going to have the worst value dip. Yeah, and like you said, he's battling a, a neck injury that's just going to be around the, 
rest of his career, it sounds like. Uh, Pete Carroll said that he just, he was, his neck was just sore, and with the quick turnaround from playing Sunday to Thursday, it just wasn't doable. No, I wasn't in the cards for him. Um, but, yeah, like I said, Stafford also banged his finger uh, on a helmet, but he ended up being okay. He was 25 of 37 for 365, a touchdown and a pick. A couple other things go his way. He uh, could have thrown maybe oh, yeah. one or two more touchdowns. He he missed some easy throws in the in the first half that should have been at least you know 20, 25 yard gashes. And his interception was so bad, Mike. It was like he was trying to throw it away and he just chucked it in the end. And zone. he didn't give it enough. Yeah, right to Diggs. Like throw it fifty feet in the air or something, man. He was saying hi to his former teammate. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Making him look good. <clears throat> but uh jumping over to the running backs, Daryl Henderson, Mike, uh, he's kind of making us eat both of our words. We weren't very high on him coming in, but he looks good. Seventeen carries for eighty two yards and a touchdown. Yeah, 80, uh, 18 opportunities is nice. That's a nice solid baseline for your running back. Um, I'd like to see him get involved more in the in the passing game. He only had one target and one reception for 17 yards. Yeah, I don't see either running back getting involved in the pass catching just because they have so many options with Higby, Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, who finally had a bounce back, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, and Cooper Cup being awesome as always. So I th- honestly, in my opinion, that just makes Daryl Henderson an RB2 with touchdown p- uh, possibility. Sure. And then, in my opinion, probably the best handcuff at all of fantasy football, Sony Michelle, he even saw 11 carries for 37 yards and found the end zone. I know, but, such a little vulture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you talked about – You think he's better than your uh, handcuff on Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison? Uh, that That's kind of tough, man. That's tough. But, yeah, you might be right. But uh, with Chris Carson being out, we talked about that earlier. Alex Collins jumped – into the starting running back role, and he had 15 carries for 47 yards, caught two or three targets for 25 yards. I had Chris Carson in a lot of places, probably 75% of my leagues or so. Ouch. So I had to plug in Alex Collins quite a bit, and he got eight fantasy points. I don't hate it, and it got squirrely for a little bit there. He had four going into the fourth quarter and caught a couple passes, luckily. Yeah, luckily some garbage time saved him. Yeah. Um, But he's okay moving forward. He's kind of like Carson was kind of touchdown dependent this season. His touchdown saved his week, and I kind of view Alex Collins the same way, right? Yeah, I mean – I'm a, like I said, we we took down the value on Chris Carson, so I think the value for Alex Collins is probably going to go down as well. Sure. Yeah, and I'm just worried, like, what if this is a committee now, Mike? Because we saw when Carson was the last game he was healthy, Alex Collins still saw 10 carries. And, like, the big thing and why I was drafting Chris Carson so much was you could get him in that third, fourth round. But he's guaranteed, we thought anyways, that he was guaranteed the full 100% workload. And we know what Seattle likes to do, and that's run the goddamn football. I, yeah. I don't think And we also know case. that he's he's injury prone at this point. Yeah, unfortunately, he, he is. It's almost to the point where I'd rather have one of the running backs be out, you know what I mean, in order for them to get the lion's share work. And we saw last night that that lion's share work isn't even that much. No, right. 
with Geno uh, Smith. <laughs> but uh, jumping over to the wide receivers now, uh, DK had a good night. Caught five of five balls for 98 yards and two touchdowns. You can't go wrong with two touchdowns on five receptions. No, definitely not. Uh, Tyler Lockett could have had a way bigger night. Oh, he, yes. He caught five of ten targets for 57 yards, but could have caught a long touchdown. Instead, the defensive back kind of tackled him, so he couldn't score the touchdown. Yeah, uh, he could have he he had a night like Robert Woods with a touchdown. Oh, man, Robert Woods, guys. This was the breakout. Hopefully you kept him in your lineups. In a couple places that I had, oh, yeah. I kept him in. Um, caught 12 of 14 targets for 150 yards. He is just on fire. Cooper Cup, 7 out of 10 targets for 92 yards as well. is awesome. Got tackled on the one goddamn yard line. That hurts me. Hurts my inside. I actually had uh, Robert Woods in our Dynasty six-pack league against Ike this week. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Deshaun Jackson one, caught one of three targets for 68 yards. He's always catching a deep ball every week, man. It's just a matter if he gets that touchdown or not. Yep. And then for the tight ends, nobody did anything for the Seahawks and the tight ends. Uh, Higby only saw two targets, caught both of them for 14 yards. Luckily, saved his night. Yep. Luckily, touchdown. the touchdown saved his night. He's lucky he was able to come back into the game after uh, his little scare. No doubt. Um, so before we get into our player slash gay previews, I want to let you know we're going to do something a little different. We skipped over the injuries at the top of the show. We'll just, we're, Every time we get to the game, the first thing we'll talk about is the people who are out and injured. In that matchup. So uh, what do you say? You want to hop into it, Mike? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, guys, don't forget. 9.30 a.m. game in London this week. New York Jets at the Atlanta Falcons. If you don't want to wake up for it because it's not going to be particularly a good game, I don't blame you. Just <laughs> make sure your lineups are set. Yes, make sure everything's good. And by doing that, make sure you have Kelvin Ridley out of your lineups because he didn't make the trip due to personal reasons. Not quite sure what those reasons are. but we're I don't, I don't think he likes people in London. <laughs> And then Russell Gage is also out. So, LaPlante, I'll start it off here. Kyle Pitts' uh, breakout week or what? I think it's in the cards. I mean, who? I mean, it's the same argument for Brandon Cooks in Houston. They got to throw the ball to somebody, and it can't just be Cordero Patterson. <laughs> this guy's going to see 18 targets probably, something wild, <laughs> something wild like that. He's due for a touchdown, so. If you have Kyle Pitts, guys, you're still firing him up, and he oh, could. I haven't checked on his price in DFS, but I bet you it's low. So it's he's a he might be a good DFS play this yeah, week. Yeah, just everyone's probably gonna be on him if I had to take a guess. Uh, but everyone who a lot of people are probably also gonna be on Cordero Patterson after the way he's playing. Uh, it's well, stupid, man. He's got 22 targets over the four games. He's got 18 receptions and four receiving touchdowns. That's so crazy. They've unlocked a 30-year-old gadget player, man, and now he's a little bit more. Like Mike Davis is getting the majority of the volume. It's just he's not scoring the touchdowns like Cordero. Well, he got one last week to save his week, luckily. That's his first one, though. (laughs) Other other than that, man, wasn't he? He had 12 carries for 13 yards last week or something, right? He's just not being very efficient. Um, but are you comfortable starting D- 
Davis and Patterson in this matchup? I think with Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage out, I think it's very possible that Mike Davis could see the uptick in targets because you know Cordero's going to get his the way he's involved in this offense. Um, I just can't see Olamide Zacchaeus being that much of a threat, and it's going to be Kyle Pitts. So it could it could be very well another game where Mike Davis can score the touchdown. We're mm-hmm. just hoping that he might get a little bit more yards this week. But I think he's worth a start against the Jets. Both of them are. Yeah, definitely. And then Jamison Crowder last week, pretty much his first game back from injury, he saw nine targets. He's just a target monster, man. Has been his whole career. Caught seven of them. And in uh, PPR formats, he'll take that all the time. And he, yeah, he even he, caught a touchdown last week. He, he paced the team in targets last week. He had nine. Corey Davis only had seven, and that was Jamison Crowder's first week. Mm-hmm. If you are struggling in your with injuries and you need someone to plug into your flex, I have really no issues with having to play Crowder this week, especially against a bad Atlanta defense. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm worried that this might be a slugfest. Might not you know, usually these London games are not really blowouts. They're usually you know, close, ugly defensive games. Oh, this game's totally going to be ugly. Man. Yeah. So yeah. That's, if if you're playing Jamison, you're definitely banking on, uh, you know, that touchdown because he did get majority of that, you know, target share last week in the first game back. Yep. Um, you're obviously sitting Zach Wilson. Guys, don't play Matt. Don't have Matt Ryan in your life <laughs> either. No. Um, how do you feel about Michael Carter LaPlante? I mean, he's definitely been uh, up trending, uh, trending up towards more playing time, more snaps, and more involvement in that uh, offense. He got 13 attempts last week. I mm-hmm. mean, three targets, and he got the touchdown. I mean, the efficiency's not there, but he's definitely getting, the, like you said, the lion's share of this uh, offense. With him being such a good pass catcher, I'd like to see those three targets turn to five or six. And that, and then we're talking, man. If I just don't know if Zach Wilson's the kind of type of guy to check it down to the no, running he's back. He's more of a huck it, chuck it football kind of guy, man. Yeah, always trying to make <laughs> the magic happen. Uh-huh. Trying to imitate Mahomes. Yep, no doubt. Uh, but I think that covers that one. We jump into the next one. Please and thank you. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. Um, there were rumors that Christian McCaffrey was going to be able to play this week. Uh, nobody really thought that he was going to be a hundred percent, but he said he was going to try if he felt good. Yeah. He, but now he's listed as doubtful. So I don't, I don't see it. No, when you get that doubtful listing, it's, it's never good. So jumping into that, uh, how do you feel about Chuba Hubbard, Mike? I don't like him this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. They got a tough run defense. Uh, they can be thrown upon. Uh, I mean, last week, what did the Eagles play? The Cowboys. And I know Zeke ran all over him, but Chubba Hubbard is not Zeke. No, definitely. And he, I mean, he was efficient. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry. I mean, he's 13, 57 yards on 13. He's worth a flex, but that's it. And he wasn't involved in the passing game, Mike. No, exactly. And that's what we wanted to see. But so, I mean, uh, he's a desperation flex. You got a running back that's going to get major- majority of the volume. So, mm-hmm. 
but someone who is involved in the passing game, and that's because he's throwing it, is Sam Darnold, and he's QB seven so far. Five rushing touchdowns is kind of leading the, the league. When, that's kind of like the what the fuck stat of the season so far. <laughs> uh, but, it's got to be attributed to the CMC injuries. You're starting him, right, man? I think you have to. I mean, we're four games through the season, a quarter of the season, and he's at QB7. He's done it for f- four straight weeks. Mm-hmm. I think he's worth it, um, especially with DJ Moore, you know, showing out, getting two touchdowns last game. I think Sam Darnold is, is star-worthy now. He was uh, my quarterback start for this week in my start sit article. I, well, that was uh, an easy one. Way to get a freebie. Yeah, I'm liking <laughs> it a lot. He's uh, ECR right now. They have met quarterback 13 on the week. Let really? me ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Uh, guy right behind him, Trey Lance. Who would you rather have, Sam Darnold or Trey Lance? I don't trust Trey Lance. I didn't like the way he came in and uh, uh, played for Jimmy last week. I think I'm going to lean Sam Darnold over Trey Lance. Okay. Um, Sam How about Darnold, you? I'm going Darnold for yep. sure. Um, Sam Darnold or Justin Herbert against the Browns? That one's close for me, man. Herbert's has seven touchdowns in the past two games. Uh, Tough Cleveland defense. You see what they did to the Bears. Obviously, that's not safe. Baker's hurt. And they did that to that really good Minnesota defense last week, too. They shut their ass down. I think I'd still take Herbert. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, But, okay, moving on. Uh, Are we benching Miles Sanders or what yet? 100%. Hundred percent. You can't. You can't trust that goon, and it is so annoying, man. But he he's a decent pass catcher, and we just don't see it. They uh, Kenny Gainwell, I think, is obviously better. He's uh, yeah. He's he's outpacing him this year. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, Kenny Sanders, Gainwell has uh, twenty, pretty much twenty-one points on the year. Miles Sanders only has seventeen. Yeah, man, that's so great. I'm done with him. If you, if I don't drop him because running back is so thin, but if you can find some, an owner who's desperate for a running back, try and sell him for anything you can get. Oh, no, I don't want anything of it with Miles Sanders at all. Um, Jalen Hurts just takes away from his value right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, but moving over to the wide receiver position. Who would you rather have, Devonta Smith moving forward or Robbie Anderson? Last week, I was high on Robbie Anderson, man. He saw the eight targets, which we love to see. He only caught four of them, though. And Devonta Smith had a good week. I think he caught a touchdown, right? Uh, I don't see it. I did not see Load it. Compete. He oh, he caught seven to ten targets for 122 yards. Yeah, so it was it was it was a good PPR up. week, but no touchdown. I, yeah, because that was against the Chiefs. I like Devonta Smith moving forward, but this matchup's kind of tough, man. Carolina's defense has been pretty stout and pretty awesome, other than and they got the addition what, of Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, he won't be playing this week, but moving forward. Um, 
Dallas kind of tore them up, but the Eagles offense isn't Dallas's offense by any means. No, but I guess to answer your question, I think I think I'm I'm only because of the CMC injury kind of turning around. It seemed like he was gonna be out for a while, and I was really high on Robbie Anderson with you, but I think I'm gonna lane Devontae Smith on that one. I'm about to be I might be out on Robbie Anderson, Mike. I thought he was going to blow up last week with no McCaffrey again. Oh, he's going to blow up one of these weeks. It's just going to be the week on your bench. It might be this week with McCaffrey still out if he still sees the target share. But once McCaffrey comes back, that just lowers his odds of being a viable fantasy option each week. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean, Vern. (laughs) But uh, I think that pretty much covers it for that game. You're starting DJ Moore, obviously. He's a top 10 wide receiver this year. Oh, I guess we could talk about the tight ends. Goddard, he's not getting a a ton of targets, but he's catching a touchdown every week, and that's all you could ask from your low-tier tight end one. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're both. You know, not getting very good volume as it is, and they're both sharing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're, if you're going for the touchdowns, like with these, you know, shitty tight ends, yeah, I guess you can go Dallas Goddard because he just keeps getting the touchdowns. But, I mean, Zach Ertz outpaced him in targets last week, eight to five. He's, yeah. <laughs> they just really like Goddard in the red zone, man. He's their automatic go to in the red zone. I see it every week. Um, but, yeah, jump into the next game Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon. Dealing with that uh, ankle sprain. He's questionable right now, but everything's pointing that he's not playing. With Mixon being out, Mike, I've heard that it's going to be somewhat of a committee with Samaji Pirine being the first and second down back. And then we're going to see rookie running back Chris Evans in the pass catching duties. Which one would you rather start and why? I'm going to go probably Samaji Pirine. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a. I think this game has shootout potential. Um, and I think Samaj P. Ryan is going to be the, the guy in the red zone, sim- plain and simple. So if they get to the red zone, Samaj is going to get a chance for it. Chris Evans is going to get you, you know, garbage time PPR value. But, yeah. I'm interested to see how this game plays out. Like, is Cincinnati a little bit for real, or is they kind of a smoke They got screen? T. Higgins back this week, so mm-hmm. – and the Packers' defense is really banged up. Yeah, Jair's out with his shoulder. No Zadarius Smith either. They don't have Jalen Smith just yet. The Packers are always susceptible. I can't even say that. Susceptible? Susceptible, yep, to the run. So the running backs might be okay, especially if they find their way into the end zone. Um, i seen somebody post in the Facebook group about Oh, and we had some technical difficulties. Dylan down for the count. Oh, no. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, we're going to hope he gets back here. So we'll just move on with our next uh, games. Oh, there he is. Welcome back, buddy. Sorry about that, Lost. Uh I'll just jump right back into it like nothing happened. Uh, I think the Facebook group worried about starting Joe Burrow this week. I don't I don't think he should be worried, right? 
I'm not worried against this banged up Packers defense. Uh, you know the Packers are going to score on this defense of the Bengals, so Joe Burrow's going to have to throw it. With Mixon out, they they can't you know play this even balance game that they've been trying to do since uh, Burrow came back since his injury. <laughs> yeah, we might see we might finally see Burrow chuck it like we did his. his He's got all season. three of his receivers coming off a career game. CJ Uzama. Yep. I mean, which uh, wide receiver is your your guy on this uh, Bengals offense this week? I like them both, but Tyler Boyd. To be honest with you, I like Higgins and I like Chase. The I for, I forget what the Packers uh, slot corner is, but he's been playing pretty well actually. Only giving up under seven fantasy points per game against the receivers he's covering. So I'm staying away from Tyler Boyd, and I like T. Higgins and Javar Chase both coming back with no Jair Alexander. i like to see what Eric Stokes can do because he was doing pretty well uh, for them when he came in. Rookie, right? Yeah, the rookie the, they got in the first round this past year. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking I can't take T. Higgins off of the injury. I just don't trust it. So I'm going to go with Jamar Chase this week. He's my guy. He's been killing it. Pretty sure he's wide receiver eight on the year. But you're cool still. If you own Higgins, you throw him in and you're comfortable with that or no? Honestly, I'm not. But if you're desperate for it, because I know I'm I'm desperate in a couple leagues with Jerry Judy, um, Curtis Samuel, <laughs> all these you know wide receivers uh, that just don't want to play because they're hurt. So yeah, I would throw him in there, but I'm, I'm tempering my expectations on T Higgins. I know you said the, the cornerback for the Packers is good, but I, I think Tyler Boyd is just going to out, outplay him. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Randall Cobb last week blew up. I think caught two touchdowns. Um, yeah. On my Scott fish bench. <laughs> you're going to have that man <laughs> with Marcus Valdez Scantling being out. He Cobb's pretty much the second pass option in this offense. And he's got Rogers trust. I mean, he didn't have to build it. He already had it. Yeah. Rogers loves the guy, man. I think if you're desperate, you can plug him into your flex and hopefully he catches five balls for 50 yards or something. Yeah. And these games where they're going to be possible shootouts, like, you know, against the Bengals right here with the bang up defense. I think Randall Cobb's absolutely worth a solid flex play this week. Agreed. Um, you're starting Aaron Jones. Obviously, we talked about the quarterbacks. We talked about the Bengals. Start uh, Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's yeah. he's he hasn't been doing as well, but he's going to get his touchdown here. Just wait. Is the CJ Uzama bust out week? Is that kind of a smokescreen? Or are we comfortable with him now? Or is he just somebody to keep an eye on and uh, wait till yeah. further notice? I keep an eye on waiting to further notice. He's another one of those tight ends on a. All right offense so far. It's not like this is a high-powered offense like the Bills with Dawson Knox. Like, who would you rather have, Dawson Knox or C.J. Zuma? I, yeah, I think I'm going uh, Dawson Knox. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, it, it, if this offense shows more potential against the Packers this week, then, yeah, I think we'd be more comfortable with Uzuma uh, yeah. in the future. Yeah, and I'd like to see him do it with the three receivers there. Yes, uh, but jumping to the next game, New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. Nobody on the injury report, fantasy-wise. Um, but th- three or four offensive linemen for the Patriots are going to be out. 
Mike, I don't know Oof. if you heard that. Yeah. I did not hear about that. Does that scare you away from Damian Harris? Because it doesn't for me. Just because he's no, so bad. I think Damian, the way Damian Harris had that run against the Jets, I mean, I think that's very possible he could do it again against Houston this week. Yeah. Yeah, he's my start running back this week in my start sit article, and I really, really love the matchup. They should be able to do whatever they want against this Houston, this Houston offense. Or Houston defense, I'm sorry. Yeah, they should be up the whole game, I would think. I mean, but the the Patriots defense, he knows how to Bill Belichick knows how to take away their number one target and Brandon Cooks, and that's all they got. <laughs> so you take away Brandon Cooks, they're gonna struggle. Just like he did to Corey Davis in week two, I think that was. I'm fading Brandon fade, Cooks, yeah. Fading Brandon Cooks this week. Don't do it. Don't do it this week, guys. Uh, but we yeah, we don't really have to talk any, about anyone else from the Texans offense. No, you're you're sitting <laughs> David Mills this week against this uh defense. Bill Belichick eats rookie quarterbacks live. Yes. Uh, Jacoby Myers, though, man, he's the wide receiver you want to own in this wide receiver court, correct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're playing PPR, yeah, he's all right in half PPR, but he just doesn't score touchdowns. No, he never has. <laughs> no, exactly my point. So, I mean, yeah, he's you know, he's getting eight targets. Whoop de doo. No, you know how, no, I think you misread that, Mike. He's had 26 targets in two games. Oh, damn. He's not, <laughs> and he's not scoring? And he, no. and he's not scoring? He caught 9 of 14 in week 3 against New Orleans for 94 yards and 8 of 12 targets for 70 yards last game. The problem is, too, Mike, is that Mac just doesn't throw it downfield. Exactly. His longest of the catch of the year is 27 yards. <laughs> but to me, that's why he can't play Nelson Aguilar right now because he he's, was the ultimate, he's the ultimate There's no deep best ball play. Yeah. Yeah, there's just no deep threat at all here. No, there's really not. And I don't know if that's saying something about Max deep ball or if Belichick just doesn't want him to turn the ball over and he wants to just rely on his defense to win games. I'm not sure. I'm, I... But, yeah, that pretty much wraps up that I game. think it's the run game. <laughs> yeah. But that pretty much wraps that one up. Jumping in the next one, Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This, I'm not excited about this game either, man. Um, Julio Jones out with a hamstring. Shocker. We're four games in, and he's already missed one with his legs. Um, A.J. Brown has been battling a hamstring injury around but the he's same playing. time as well. But it sounds like he's played, and he's been a full goal with practice. You're comfortable starting him, right? You're plugging him right in, and... Hoping for the best. I mean, uh, with his draft value that you had, um, you're you're probably desperate in playing him. He's got a good matchup against Jacksonville. Yeah, Derrick Henry might run on him, but it's AJ Brown. They don't have Julio. Isaiah, he might be better. With, I shouldn't say he might be better. He should be better without Julio in the lineup. You'd think. Oh, absolutely. I'm just. I'm more worried about BJ Nichols <laughs> getting those. What was it? Twelve targets last week. <laughs> That won't happen again, man. <laughs> I don't see that happening again. Uh, but the Titans' offense is just struggling as a whole. Are you? Is Ryan Tannehill droppable in twelve-team leagues, Mike, or not yet? Yeah, he's droppable. Pretty close, right? I mean, 
<laughs> who would you rather play, Sam Darnold or Ryan Tannehill? Sam. Okay, who would you rather play, Trey Lance starting this week or Ryan Tannehill? We might be – I say no on Trey Lance. We already talked about that earlier. I'm going to probably lean Trey Lance on that You one. really are, huh? Yeah, this offense runs through Derrick Henry. He had 33 <laughs> rushing attempts last week, and they lost. I thought we were both going to kind of stay away from Trey Lance. I'm not, in comparison to Ryan Tannehill right now, yeah, um, I can't. I, it's just a slight edge just because Trey Lance has a higher rushing floor. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, talk about rushing floors, though. James Robinson, LaPlante, looking like a stud again. They're finally just feeding the man. Um, if Carlos Hyde is back this week, does that give you any worry with James Robinson, or are you still just trucking him out there in your RB2, borderline RB1, and you're totally cool with that? I think I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to stick him out there. Yeah. I mean, he's he had 18 attempts last week. I mean, this past week, and then 15 the week before. Six targets last week, Mike. That's what we missed was the little well, the week be- so. Yeah, the week before he had six targets. Uh, this past week he only had two. But, yeah, so those targets we like. Yeah, it's very nice. He's a to be he's a plug and play starter and you don't even look back, especially with the all the injuries to the running backs right now. Carlos Hyde. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a plug and play, but he's a he's a guy you're gonna temper your expectations on against certain matchups just because this offense isn't that good. Agreed. Um the pass catchers in this offense, it got a little more clearer last week, unfortunately, with DJ Chark getting his ankle fractured. That opens up the door for Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault. Mike, who would you rather have for this matchup and going forward? And I should say in this sexy matchup against this awful Titans defense. I think I'm leaning LaVisca. Me too. I, I know. On that. I mean – Last week when DJ went down, he got seven uh, targets. He caught six of them. He even got a deep target. Yeah, I was just going to say that's the biggest thing is that they're going to be using him as the deep ball guy now as well. At times. This defense is bad. They're going to be throwing the ball. Yeah, I agree. I think you're plugging Visca in as your wide receiver or as your flex. I think he's a solid wide receiver three. Yeah, yeah, flex and PPR. He's definitely, in my opinion, he's this team's number one wide receiver now. I just mm-hmm. Marvin Jones is is pulling his best Detroit Lions impression and just being inconsistent. Yeah, but you should still should feel all right start Marvin Jones in, in this matchup. Yeah, but no I'm just doubt. saying he's he is pulling his best Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> and he's fooling everybody because, I mean, like he did in Detroit, he'd mm-hmm. have the two touchdown games and then he'd have the four reception for 40 yards. No doubt. No doubt. Um, tight ends don't really need to talk about. Nah. Uh, I mean, Dan Arnold. He might be a stash if you want to keep a second tight end, but I'm not a big second tight end guy. Agreed. Um, so but- you want to move on to this Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings game? I suppose. You suppose, Davey? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one was a tough one because, I mean, we got Hawkinson, questionable with the knee. We got Dalvin Cook, questionable with the ankle. You got DeAndre Swift, questionable with the groin. And you got Jamal Williams, questionable with the hip. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a fun fantasy game for the Lions. <laughs> 
even though they got a good matchup against the Vikings. Lions are going to struggle, 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 Ben. I mean, if you're desperate, I mean, and, you know, you're get, you're really getting pounded by injuries this year. I mean, if, if you really have to go for one of these receivers because it's the same same argument for Houston, somebody's got to catch the ball, especially if Hawkinson and Swift are going to be out. Um, do you like Quintus Cephas or Khalif Raymond for the rest of the year? I mean, Khalif had this, you know, coming off this hot game. I think Cephas, I know Khalif caught two touchdowns last week, but Cephas was kind of their red zone threat the first few weeks over Raymond. And like they like to run fades to him in the red zone. So I think he's more, he's more likely to score the touchdown. So I'd rather have Cephas, but I obviously don't love it. And we should mention Detroit's going to be without Penny Sewell. I think he's questionable as well. They're going to be without Frank Ragnow. (laughs) They're in trouble, man. That might hurt the running backs in this game too. I don't want to start Jamal Williams this week. I think you have to start DeAndre Swift, even though he threw a dud at you last week. But you're still starting him week in and week out. Jamal Williams with the offensive line concerns, I'm out on him this week. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm out on Jamal Williams. I mean, you're playing Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I really want Hawkinson to play because, man, this is going to just be terrible. If yeah, he and you're obviously starting Hawkinson if he can uh, if he could tough it out and play. Do you like Cousins in this game as a streamer? Because I know the matchup's good, Mike, but I don't know if I really like it. I think this game might get out of hand pretty quick and they might lean on I don't even necessarily know if they're going to lead on Delvin Cook if because I don't think they're going to need to. I think you might see a lot of Alexander Madison this week with Cook being still banged up with that ankle. I th- I th- I think I'd play Kirk Cousins this week with Delvin Cook being banged up with the ankle. I know they're going to, you know, they might just run out the ball on Detroit, but Kirk Cousins is QB 12 on the year. I mean, he is a QB 1. He's, he's throwing touchdowns every week, apparently, to Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson is eventually going to have his week here. And, uh, I mean, you know how much they like to involve the running backs in the passing game. They don't just run the ball. So, I mean, I think in this matchup, if you're if you're desperate, you know, or even if you're, if you're a Russell uh, Wilson owner, I think Kirk Cousins is a, a solid pickup on the waiver wire if yeah. you can get him. Yeah, agreed. If you if you had Russ and you could get Kirk, I would. Yes, I agree with Mike, no doubt. Uh, but I, I mean, other than that, you know, you're starting Jefferson, you're starting, you know, Thielen, you're starting Cook if he uh, plays, even though I'm skeptical he might just get re-injured. Yeah, it's but, shaky with Dalvin right now, but he's trying to tough it out, man. He's a tough guy. But play Madison if Cook is out. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. yep, go into our next game there, buddy. Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Cortland Sutton, questionable with an ankle. Melvin Gordon, questionable with a lower leg. Sounds like both of them are going to play. Um, if Gordon is out, though, however, Javante Williams is probably a, much start, a must start. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd give him the same value as Chubba Hubbard. Uh, just because this defense that they're going up against against the Steelers, it's not easy to run against them. But, yes, he will be getting the volume. He's probably going to be involved in the passing game. That's what we like to see from these running backs. 
Oh, you know, we also missed another injury. Uh, Teddy, we should talk about. No, he's uh, he's in line to play. He's yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention that, that he's, it's looking like he's good to go and going to be out of concussion protocol, which is good news for everyone in this offense. Yes. Everybody in this offense. Yeah. Corlin Sutton was definitely a late game uh, add to the injury report. He rolled his ankle in practice today is what I heard. (sighs) Just terrible injury luck right now for the Broncos, man. But hopefully he's still. There was good news for Jerry Judy. I mean, he said that uh, they said that he was on track to possibly come back at that four week. uh, I I believe it was five week or four week mark. Good news. Good news for the Broncos and good news for us trying to give away this Jerry Judy helmet. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, uh, you know, late game injury to Sutton, do we like Tim Patrick this week? Yeah. I like my accountant Tim Patrick every week, man, for the most part, even though he was, he struggled a little bit last week, but uh, I'm okay with him as your wide receiver three flex type. Okay. Now I got these questions for you. Cause uh, I, I want to know who, who are you starting uh, between Claypool and Juju? Cause you know, Deontay Johnson's an automatic start. I'm not starting Juju, man. That guy's gross. You you trust Claypool coming off of this injury? I mean, Juju's at least seeing the targets. He's just not able to catch him. <laughs> so what, so man? I think he had eight targets. Claypool is much better. I was higher on Claypool coming into the season, and I'm sticking to my guns, man. Juju's annoying. I don't think you should drop him yet, but he needs to sit on your bench and think about what he's done to your fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> he's in fantasy timeout for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with – I don't like going with guys off their injuries, but I'm going to lean uh, Chase Claypool. He's – even with the game sitting out, he still has two more targets than Juju on the year. And that's even without Ben being able to throw the ball downfield, I'm still taking Chase Claypool. Yeah, Claypool hasn't scored yet, so he's he's bound to progress to positive touchdown regression. Definitely. You're not starting either quarterbacks. Uh, maybe Teddy in a super flex league. But I mean, uh, I got I got one more, uh, two more questions for you, and then we can move on to the next game if you want. Because I really want to know: uh, Do you want your uh, your accountant Tim Patrick over Claypool this week? Yeah, I think he's much safer against uh, a good Denver Bronco defense. No, I said I want Patrick. Oh, you want Patrick? Clay- yeah, okay. I want Patrick over Claypool. It's much safer. Yeah, I think I'm going Patrick as well. And I was going to say, obviously, Patrick over Juju. Mm-hmm. So we can move on to our next game then. Uh, this one's going to be a real fun one to watch. Not We got the Miami Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unfortunately, two is still out. So we got the Jacoby Brissett show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Devontae Parker's questionable with a shoulder and ankle injury. Will Fuller went to the IR with a broken finger. It kind of sucks. You know, he was just, just coming back. Yeah. Uh, you got Gronked out full with the ribs again. He's not going to play. And then Giovanni uh, Bernard is questionable. If he doesn't play, Leonard Fournette's a good play this week. Fire him up. Uh, Dolphins have given up 300-yard rushers. You're absolutely go with Fournette. And he's involved in the passing game with Gio being out as well. Just watch it be Ronald Jones. <laughs> Once we figure we know this backfield, it changes on us because of Bruce Arians. Yeah, he might do that just to fuck with us, no doubt. But, I mean, uh, who whose week is it this week? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Antonio Browns? Because, you know, it's not going to be Gronks. 
I don't necessarily – I mean, one of these receivers, well, multiple might have a good week. I just don't know, Mike, how much volume is there going to be because they should be winning this game handedly. You know what I mean? It's going to be a – it's more of a positive game script for the running backs, like Fournette, in my opinion. <sighs> Yeah, no, I just know this Tampa Bay defense can be thrown on. They got Waddle. Uh, they got Jusecki. So, I mean, this this Tampa Bay secondary sucks. They're, they're not going to be able to run the ball with Gaskin. I thought we were, we were talking about Tampa Bay receivers, man, not Miami's receivers. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, I mean, look what the Bills did to Miami. Yeah, and Xavier Howard's banged up. Um, I, yeah, man, I like them all, but it's hard for me to pick which one. I think I'm going to, Tom Brady has his guy. It's Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. If I had to rank him, I would still go Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans for me. I've been yeah. consistently through that all year. So I'm sticking to that. Yeah. I'm going to go Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans as well. So, I mean, the one thing I want to know, because, you know, the tight end is so valuable to uh, Brady, is is Cameron Brate trustful, trustful this week with Gronk out? Well, he's playing way more snaps than O.J. Howard did. And that's what we like. I just – I don't love it, though, Mike, just because of how many other mouths to feed in this offense. I can't – He and he's not Gronk. He's not. No, but he got six targets last week. I mean – He did. He did. In the rain up in New England. Uh, maybe he catches a touchdown this week. And that's what you're hoping for when you're deep into the tight end tight end realm. But uh, he's not someone I'm excited to start. Yeah, I'm not excited, excited to start him either. But, uh, I mean, you're starting Waddle. Obviously, uh, waddle, you're not very, waddle, waddle, yeah, I'm not, waddle. I'm not too thrilled about it, but he has his role. He's, he's involved in this offense. I think this is a week you're sitting miles Gaskin. He's just, he's not doing anything. He's a, who, who would you rather have miles uh, Gaskin or miles Sanders? Uh, <laughs> I'd flip it a coin, <laughs> whichever that one. Might I think be. I'd rather have an empty roster spot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not not good. What a total disappointment he's been. But yeah, start up Jasicki this week with Jacoby Brissett in. I don't know what it is, but Brissett loves him. Yep. But we can move on to our next game then if you want. Uh, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Washington football team. Injuries are Curtis Samuel questionable with a groin, Antonio Gibson questionable with a shin. Did you hear the news about him? Uh, I said he's been playing with a fractured shin. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, monitor that. Uh, then we got Logan Thomas, who made it to the IR this past week with a hamstring injury. That's no bueno. The football team just can't catch a break right now. Nope, kind of like their name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, are are we comfortable starting any running backs whatsoever in this game, including Gibson, Kamara? Yeah. Yeah, even McKissick, man, I think he can. This game's kind of going to be an ugly one, I feel, right? Yeah, I think this can be one of those defensive struggle games. I mean, what is Jameis? Is he good? Is he not good? I mean, 
I mean, what is this Washington defense? Is it good or is it not and, good? And this because... is, yeah, it's going to be like two just terrible uh, forces meeting. Who's going to be worse? Something's got to come out of this because uh, Sean Payton's not looking too great right now, man. We thought we were going to see some crazy shit with him with being freed from Drew Brees, having Jameis now being able to throw the ball downfield, but it hasn't been pretty. Hasn't been pretty at all. No, it hasn't. I mean, speaking of Winston, I mean, who would you rather have in this matchup, Winston or Heineke? Heineke, I think. Ah, uh, no. I think I'm leaning Heineke. Just the he's, matchup he's pretty is good, so, man. The matchup is just so much better for Winston, but we've seen Taste of Hill vulturing red zone opportunities. That's why I'm going well. Heineke. So I think you have to go Heineke just because he's kind of the guy. He's like he's just gonna send it, and he doesn't care. He's kind of like he's a clone of Fitzpatrick kind of. He, he had three <laughs> touchdowns, two hundred and ninety yards last he's week. He's not bad. I know. I said this on. It might have been the Sunday Social podcast, but or it was on this one. I don't think Fitz is getting his job back. No, I think Taylor took it. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I think Taylor's a, a solid QB two for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And I have him in a couple places because I had Ryan Fitzpatrick. But with him doing so well, I mean, and Logan Thomas going to the IR, who's going to get all these targets now? Please give it to Terry McLaurin. All of them. Num, 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 num. Just let that I think it's, eat. I think let it's realistic eat. to see J.D. McKissick eat in yeah. some of that share as well, So, which he's going to make a solid flex play for the rest of the I agree. That for was, as long as. That was my more serious answer was J.D. McKissick. Was oh, sure, sure. In the passing game. But uh, I think that pretty much does it. You're still starting Alvin Kamara. You don't want to start any of the pass catchers in New Orleans, guys. Don't do that to yourself. You're starting Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and that's really about it. No, you can't start anybody from this New Orleans pass catchers besides <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Jumping to the next game. Very, very, very solid game here after talking about a couple poo ones. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the L.A. Chargers. Obviously, Juice Landry's still out. OD, ODB is questionable, but he is supposed to play. What do we do with him, Mike? I think you got to trade him away, in my opinion. Um, or pop, pop him on had, the bench. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just going to be the guy that you're going to be sitting there. Oh, man. <sighs> do I play Marquez Callaway or do I play Odell Beckham? Odell. The problem is – I would but, kind of I – would, I would almost lead Marquez Callaway. Baker's just struggling right now, too. Because he's dealing with an injury. Or yeah. Labrum, even though it shouldn't bother him that much because it's on his opposite throwing shoulder. But we see Odell has the ability to still get open. Baker just hasn't been able to hit him, man. They, it's just like those guys don't have any chemistry together. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So uh, much hype, so little production. Kareem Hunt's been better than Nick Chubb, man, the last two weeks. Oh, I've said he's yeah, no, he's been better than him on the year. Is he, that uh, is that something worrisome for you? Or are you cool? Or do you think it's just gonna come back around? I think it's gonna even back out. Um, it's just the Browns have played in more negative game scripts mm-hmm. where they've had to throw the ball more. I mean Zero you, passing game work for would you, right now. W- would you believe me if I told you Kareem Hunt leads this team in passing yards? I mean, uh, receiving yards? Right? Yeah. At 121? It doesn't surprise me with Juice being out, but yeah. Also leads had, the team in receptions, man. Like, that's the reason why. 
It's yeah. just it, it's him in the in the passing game right now. In PPR formats, man, he's a borderline running back one as a backup running back. A solid RB two at least. Yeah, you know he's going to get the volume. I mean, yeah. yep. Um, you don't want to start Baker guys right now. To be honest with you, not even t- in two quarterback leagues. Like we said, he's, Chargers have been a good defense too, and the Chargers defense is good. Um, you're starting Keenan Allen. You're still starting Big Mike Williams, even though. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this quick. Are you worried about Big Mike after his disappointing last week against the Raiders? It's one week. We've had three weeks of Big Mike showing the the full potential of what he could do. I mean, I'll take the three-game sample size over the one-game sample size. It's just a a bad week. I mean, you why, you know as well as I do, wide receivers are inconsistent. Agreed, man. I agree 100% with you there. Um, but Jared Cook, man, caught a touchdown last week, I believe. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, the, the, the thing I want to know is, you, you know, you're starting Keenan Allen, you're starting Mike Williams, you're starting Austin Eckler. Can you start Jared Cook now? With the way tight end is, man, and he saw seven tires last week, catching six of them for 70 yards, and like I said, that touchdown, I think you can at times if you're desperate, especially with bye weeks coming next week. You could totally do it. Yeah, absolutely. If you were a Logan Thomas owner, maybe he was, he's sitting out there. But, I mean, oh, man, I, I, I like him better than Robert Tanyan. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Robert Tunyon's not someone I'm interested in. Uh, how about Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox or Jared Cook? I think I lean Jared Cook still, man. I think I'm leaning Dawson Knox just this week, but Jared Cook rest of the season because this is going to be a shootout in Kansas City. Sure. Uh, but jumping over to the next game, Chicago Bears at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, biggest injury of note here is David Montgomery. He's going to miss, uh, sounds like, four to six weeks with a sprained MCL. And he went Dave, on the IR just earlier this uh, today, too. Yep. Uh, Damian Williams is his backup. He's kind of battling an injury with a, a quad bruise, but should be good to go for this game. Mike, who would you rather have, Damian Williams or Josh Jacobs in this matchup? That is a tough call, in my opinion, because I got the Raiders winning this game. Um, and you know when the Raiders win the game, positive game trip for Josh Jacobs. They, he always does well. But I like Damian Williams in this David Montgomery role. We've seen how Montgomery was the heart of this offense. I mean, Matt, what was it, Bill Lazor finally running the ball. Uh, they're going to involve Damian Williams. Damian Williams is a, a former – didn't he win the Super Bowl MVP? Or He should have won this. Yeah, he should have won the Super Bowl MVP. He still got juice. He, he scored a touchdown last week. I think Damian Williams is an easy plug-and-play, at least flex this week. I, I th- I'd, I'd be willing to push him to an RB2 because it's a good matchup against the Raiders. Yep, I agree. I, I'd rather – I'd probably rank him ahead of Josh Jacobs this week. Yeah, the Raiders' pass defense has been good this year, but the run defense has been – subpar mm-hmm. and the you know the bears are going to want to try to lean on the running game just the raiders pass rush has been good especially with max crosby hey, absolutely and with them leaning on the running game do we like justin fields or Derek carr more this week i've actually i think justin fields mike and you might think i'm crazy and people listening to this might think i'm crazy but what is the big when Derek carr struggles what does he struggle with pressure yeah. What's the, 
the one good thing that the Bears have done in all their games this season. Wasn't Khalil Mack a little bit banged up, though? He is. He was a little banged up going into last week and was still able to uh, get a sack and have a fumble recovery. Khalil Mack revenge game. If they can make Derek Carr uncomfortable, the Bears are going to be in this game. And and I have a good feeling. We thought Robert Quinn met and found a second life, and he's been pressured quarterbacks all season. Second life in the second year. <laughs> I think Derek Carr might struggle this game just because of the pressure. Fair enough. Um, but, I mean, we can't play Henry Ruggs. He's a dart. I mean, you can, but he's a dart throw. I mean, play at your own risk. Uh, yeah. we, we're not playing Brian Edwards. No. But <laughs> who would you rather have, Henry Ruggs, Darnell Mooney, or Allen Robinson this week? I know it's only one uh, game sample size with Darnell Mooney, the way he played, uh, but it, it seems like he's the guy. I think I'm leaning Mooney with Justin Fields. He's got the he's got more of a ceiling. Yeah, agreed. I'm still going with Allen. It's got to happen. I can't. He's, he's 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 brutal. <laughs> Almost like he doesn't want to play for him. I don't know what it is. And his agent every week is just spouting things off. It's probably frustrating the Bears. As a it's whole. probably frustrating Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally is. Totally is, but I think that covers it for the most part. Yep, you're starting Darren Waller. Don't start any tight end on the Bears. (laughs) No, Cole Komet's just – they don't use him. They don't use him, unfortunately. Uh, Hold on. We didn't really talk about the running backs a whole lot. I mean, we did a little bit. You're not starting Kenyon Drake with Jacobs back, correct? No, no, you're not. Peyton Barber was questionable going into this one. Um, I will say keep an eye on Khalil Herbert if Damian Williams does re-injure this – what was it, his quad, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we can move on to the next game if you want. This one should be hopefully a good one. Cool. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Garoppolo, calf injury. Was he ruled out, Mike? Garoppolo was ruled out. Trey Lance was announced the starter. That's why I'm so high on Trey Lance this okay. week. Well, not that high on Trey Lance. but uh, Kittle's out as well with a calf. And Chase Edmonds is questionable with the shoulder. Mike, what He was we... spotted at practice, though, so that is nice. Okay. Um, is Cotter a must start if Edmonds can't Absolutely. go? Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But this offense is too good. He's he's going to have opportunities to score touchdowns every week. Um, uh, you, you can start both of them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can start both of them. But if Chase Edmonds is out, you're starting James Conner. He's going to get more of that uh, passing game work that Edmonds got. And also, if you do, uh, if Chase Edmonds is out, I think you uptick on Rondell Moore a little bit. I think he's going to be involved more in that slot. Maybe Christian Kirk, possibly. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, Man, uh, this I just seen this one in the in the notes. I I didn't get to see this one yet, but this one's uh, AJ Green or Ayuk, man. <laughs> AJ Green, man, he's just seeing all the targets. I know he saw targets last year. This year, man, he's doing something with him. I don't love it, but AJ Green, he can do it if. Uh, that's like boy, if he was here, he got six targets last time. week. He caught five of them. One was a touchdown. I mean, he's even catching long ones, 41 yards last week. I mean, he showed a little bit. But, Mike, are we starting anyone in this San Francisco backfield? Because I sure as hell am. No, we not. cannot. We don't trust it. I mean, even if Elijah Mitchell, I heard he's he's a good go. Um, maybe if he has a good week this week, okay, then we can trust maybe Elijah Mitchell if he can stay healthy. But there's nobody we can trust. Um, 
there's Jamichael Hasty's probably going to come back here soon. Trey Suma, Trey Sermon's going to eat into that workload. And then, oh yeah, don't forget about Kyle Juszczyk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that pretty much sums that up. You're starting Debo Samuel, obviously. Temper expectations with the rookie quarterback, though, a little bit. I just, I'm not sure what we're going to see from Trey. I hope for the best. And for the, it would be nice to see the 49ers pull this game out somehow. No chance. I don't think it. Uh, Kyler Murray's <laughs> playing out of his mind. I don't He's know. He's getting AJ Green chance, to look good. Man, but yeah, no, he is. You're right. What's with all these receivers going to the Carolina, uh, Carolina, uh, the Cardinals and having a fountain of youth? Like you got Michael Floyd. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was good forever. Uh, uh, Michael Floyd's. Whoa. <laughs> You're bringing that shit back. Yeah, dude. I don't know whether now they're bringing AJ Green back to life. Yeah. But I think we can jump to the next game. Uh, New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Injuries galore over here. Sterling Shepard out, hamstring. Darius Slayton out, hamstring. Mari Cooper, hamstring. He was able to. <laughs> There's play a theme here. He was able to battle through it last week. Uh, I'm sorry to assume he's going to battle through it again this week. And if you Zeke, keep reading, Zeke is questionable with a knee, but both expected to play. I was going to say, yeah, keep keep reading, and then you'll know that Amari Cooper is both uh, expected to play. If Cooper plays, Mike, I really like the chances of CD Lamb with a bounce back week this week. If they throw Bradbury on CD or on um, Cooper, I think CD's going to eat. Yeah, I mean, even even if they, I think they throw him on CD, I think CD will still eat, in my opinion. I think CD's really good. It's just they haven't needed him. They've been running the ball down teams' throats so far mm-hmm. with Tony Pollard and Zeke, and it's working in their favor. Yep. Uh, but uh, Galladay, man, he's seen all the targets with those receiver corps being banged up. I think he had 18 fantasy points last week or something. He's a must-start, I think, with all I these th- injuries. Do you agree? I mean, he is a must-start, but he isn't getting all the targets. You know who actually outpaced him last week in targets? Who? who? Kadarius Tony. <laughs> with nine targets to hit Kenny Galladay's seven. He's the gadget guy, though, man. Oh, man, but he looks good. He's a nice stash stash uh, player uh, if you, any injuries hit you, possibly. And if, you know... Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton become a every week thing with this hamstring. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting John Ross. I'll tell you that. I trust Kadarius Tony more than John Ross. Yeah, totally. Um, Daniel Jones has been pretty good, except for the one week that we um, suggested him. Of course, <laughs> he was just fine against. He threw Atlanta. 402 yards last night, uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> do, do you expect him to have another big game against this much improved Dallas defense? Yes, I, I do, because Dallas is going to score. I mean, the only way I don't see uh, Daniel Jones doing well is if Dallas can control the clock. Yeah. With that run game, which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saquon's back, guys, just in case you were wondering. He's fine. He's good. He got, got that overtime touchdown to fucking send him that, that W. Yeah, he looks like he's almost back to normal. Um, want no part of Evan Ingram still, guys. Um, but Dalton Schultz. Must start. He is the end of... He's what uh, we thought Blake Jarwin was going to be last year. Yep, and now he's outpacing Blake Jarwin. I know they each caught a touchdown last week, but Schultz played, I want to... or ran at least uh, nine or ten more routes than Jarwin last week. So Dalton Schultz, 
the way tight end position is, you're you're rolling with him and not thinking twice about it. I can't believe how crap Evan Ingram is. <laughs> Guy's always involved in the offense and still can't do diddly squat. He's got oven mitts for hands, Mike. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, but jumping to the next one, Sunday night football. This one's going to be a fun one. Yes, it is. AFC uh, Championship rematch, buddy. You're starting everyone in this matchup. <laughs> I think the, the question is, who are we not starting? Yeah. Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. No injuries really to talk about. The one person who I'm not starting, Mike, is Zach Moss this week. I know he's been good for three weeks. I was talking about last week, and it worked out. He got in the end zone again. But those three weeks, what did all three of those weeks have in common? Touchdowns. Positive game script as well. They're able just to just in the second half just ground and pound with Zach Moss. This week, or this week, they're not going to be able to against this Chiefs team. Well, I mean, Devin Singletary had 14 carries last week, same as Zach Moss in that positive game script. Mm-hmm. It's just Zach Moss is scoring that touchdown. For some reason, he, he's the red zone guy. Yeah, bigger, stronger. Yeah, he gets the five attempts in the red zone compared to Devin Singletary's one. Um, yeah. He also gets the targets in the red zone. So I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I think I'm leaning Zach Moss more than Devin Singletary. I know the positive, you know, the negative, negative game script is there for Singletary to have the day, but I mean, all it takes is them getting in that red zone and Zach Moss is the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but since we're pretty much starting a lot of people, we're starting CEH this week. I want you to plant a flag on a pass catcher here. Which not, one? Na- not named Tyree Kill, not named Stefan Diggs, and not named Travis Kelsey. Who's one pass catcher in this matchup? Who you're and this includes the running backs too. Besides Ceh, yeah. Because I mean, you, you pretty much ele- you pretty much eliminate Mikael Hardman right away. <laughs> so, yeah. So so I'm pretty much asking Cole Beasley, Manny Sanders. Are you cool with them in your lineup or not? I, I I believe I, that I trust Emmanuel Sanders more than I trust Cole Beasley. I know Cole Beasley's been, you know, the guy, but it's been, what was it, 12 targets first week, then like four, and then mm. like 13 week three, and then like two last week. Like, it's inconsistent. It's He's not that safe PPR guy anymore. That's, that's Hunter Renfro now. Yes, it is. What about Flash Gordon, man? No love? No love. No love for Flash <laughs> Gordon. He's out of shape. I don't think he's going to do that well. The Buffalo defense is, you know, better than people give it credit for. Uh, I, I, if anybody's going to score, it's going to be Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or Clyde. Let's just hope Clyde keeps doing what he's doing. Back-to-back 20-point weeks. Let's let's uh, let's keep rolling there, CEH. Yeah, he's, he's finally – I mean, he's getting – targets it's nice i mean and, and getting some red zone work even though it was a underhand shovel pass type of thing that he caught where mahomes just kind of rifled it like yeah that was mahomes just gotta get cute with everything man oh yeah he does all the time, all the time. i think daryl williams though makes a, a solid handcuff in this offense yeah yeah he does good stats player I think we can jump into our final game here, Monday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Naheem Hines questionable with his shoulder. Um, you're starting Lamar Jackson. You're not starting Carson Wentz. <laughs> you're starting Jonathan Taylor. I don't even like it, but yes. Especially so- if, I mean, if Naheem Hines doesn't play, I like it a little bit more, but it's still a tough matchup. 
I'm going to stop here. What do we do with Baltimore's running game? Latavius Murray seems to be the guy. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me just, you know, confirm this. But, yeah, Latavius Murray, eight attempts last week compared to Le'Veon Bell's four and Devontae Freeman's one. I mean, wasn't Tyson Williams a healthy scratch? And we can't figure out why. The man's averaging 6.1 yards per carry and you healthy scratch him. He's the only guy who has any juice left besides Latavius Murray with a sliver of juice. It's left. looking like they, they trust Latavius Murray. Uh, I, I mean, I, I get it why you would trust him over Tyson. He's been doing it for a longer period of time. But he's Mike Tyson's just better. Like, what is Harbaugh doing with all these old dudes? I think he's, I think he's gross. He's, he's, <laughs> he's afraid of turning the ball over. And Tyson's definitely had an issue with holding on to the ball. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the red zone. Yep. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about, I don't know if Bateman's coming back this week, but what does that do to Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins production when Bateman is back? I was going to say Bateman is not back this week. He has not been activated off the IR. Um, even though if he does come back, it looks like Marquise Brown is the guy in this offense. I mean, Mark Andrews, he had over a hundred yards last week. That's what you like to see. It's funny because Mark Andrews hasn't scored this year. And that's what we all think he is, is, you know, the scoring guy. Yeah. And he's just not scoring. Um, it's, it's Marquise coming. Brown. I mean, I, I, I trust Marquise Brown's going to have a solid wide receiver two potential wide receiver one rest of the season. I'm laughing right now because I'm just thinking about him dropping those balls <laughs> in the Detroit game. And then, Brown with a full extension diving catch. Oh, it was so beautiful, up. too. That was such a nasty catch, man. That was so sick. So, so sick. Uh, but if you guys, if you have a deeper bench and Rashad Bateman is out on the waiver wire with him coming back, he might be a good stash. I Go agree. ahead, throw, throw him on the end of your bench and see what you can get with him when he's healthy. Man, can we? The one thing I got to ask you, though. Can we start any of these pass catchers? I know Michael Pittman, he's kind of like the Jacoby Myers of the Colts. He just hasn't scored yet, but he's getting the volume. Hey, no, he see 12 targets, 12 targets, eight targets. Eight targets, man. yeah. I mean, he just hasn't scored yet. Yeah, and he's just yet to have a big game, so you'd like to think it's coming. Fucking Zach Pascal keeps catching the touchdowns. I know he he has in the last few weeks, but yeah, no, they, I mean that's the only, those are the old that's the only wide receiver with any passing, I mean receiving touchdowns is Zach Pascal. Yeah, like, they like to use Mo Alley Cox in the red zone just because he's a monster of a human. <laughs> I know, and I dropped him in Scott Fish. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna have that though, man. Uh, but Cox I mean, shouldn't be on your radar as a streamer, not Chet, anyways. Uh, no, not enough volume. He's definitely touchdown dependent. Agreed. You start Mark Andrews like we talked about. Uh, Hoping but, he scores finally. But, Mike, I think that pretty much wraps it out. It wraps it up, right? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, this is a no-brainer, but start Justin Tucker if you play with kickers. Yes. <laughs> Even Rodrigo. Start his ass, too. Rodrigo. <laughs> Trust the glasses. But, yeah, oh, guys. Well, I, uh, we, get, we got hit with a couple questions before if you want to, you know, answer them before we go. Sure. It never hurts go. to answer the, the, the crowd. Uh, Trey to K 
Keenan Allen, Thielen, and Denver D for Diggs, Allen, Robinson, and Bucks D half PPR. Thielen on the bench. Uh, I, I think that was a good trade, dropping out Allen Robinson when you could. No, he got Allen Robinson. No. He, tra- uh, yeah. he traded Keaton Allen, Thielen, and Denver's defense for Diggs, Robinson, and Bucks defense. Okay, I mean. I, I like Diggs rest of the season like, more than Keenan yeah. Allen. Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen are kind of. One scoring touchdowns and one's barely getting the. Volume. It might work out, man. You're hoping for Allen Robinson to be Allen Robinson of old. Yeah. If that ha- if that happens, you win. If trade. you believe in Justin Fields, that's I mean that's your guy. That's fantasy football, man. You believe in who you want to believe in. Um, but I wouldn't be married to the Bucks defense, man. I would go. I would be streaming, streaming that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then we got a question for B Dubs. I like that name. I love some me some Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> What do you think about Mitchell Sermon's? Uh, what do you think the Mitchell Sermon split will be? Uh, we can't honestly tell you, <laughs> sir. If it, my best guess, we're gonna have thirty-three percent of Kyle Uzcheck, thirty-three percent of Mitchell, and thirty-three percent of Sermon. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sorry, I can't really answer that. Unfor- Sermon hasn't looked great to me. No, I'm, my guess is Mitchell's gonna be the red zone guy. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. I can tell why Mitchell was ahead of Sermon out of camp. He just looks better. So I think I I would lead Mitchell over Sermon and hopefully. But it's it's not pretty right now. Uh, yeah, agreed. And then one more. Um, this one's an easy one for this week at least. We're playing Josh Gordon because Bateman hasn't coming off the IR yet. I like Bateman moving forward though. I mean, Bateman Bate- season long, yes. Mm-hmm. Go Bateman there, man. All right, but that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, you wanna you wanna tell them where you can find find yourself? Yeah, you can find uh, all my written work at fantasysixpack.net. I write the start sit article every week. Uh, you can find Laplant and I and our boss Joe Bond on the Sunday Social podcast live stream, whatever you want to call it. We're answering all your start sit and lineup questions. All the tough ones. Um. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and like and subscribe to Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. You subscribe, you get entered to win this beautiful Jerry Judy helmet. I subscribed, but I mean, I can't be entered into it. No, you ain't going to win. I still but, subscribed. Uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at dclemens2222. Um, you can follow Mike over here at be like Mike underscore with two eyes two eyes because that's what i got two eyes <laughs> but alrighty, guys uh the plan is next week when we're doing uh the saturday show uh yes next week we'll, we we will be doing a show uh saturday night instead of friday night we had to move some things around uh unfortunately we just were too busy on friday night so it will be a saturday night show awesome sounds good and hopefully we have our uh the third man of the wolf pack. Uh, hopefully it's not a wolf back. pack with only two. Nope. Nope. It's just more like the gruesome twosome or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday. Dr. Pre- Jen. Good appreciate luck the questions. Yep. yep. Good luck, everybody. Uh, except you, Dylan. Have a see good you. one, guys. See you.